T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome in. Michael Calhoun with you on this edition of the show where we talk about local innovation, technology, new approaches to things, and it all revolves around the St. Louis area. I'm Michael Calhoun, working the newsroom here at KMOX. My usual co-pilot, Travis Sheridan of the Venture Cafe Global Institute, is traveling. He's been in Philadelphia, I think, Winston-Salem, checking up on some of the other venture cafes in the system. So we'll talk with him again next week. There is so much to get to on this edition of the show. And we really didn't have to search very far to find some good topics to talk about. There's been a lot in the news in the last week or so involving St. Louis and innovation and all sorts of different facets of that, whether it's healthcare or in the civic arena. So, first off, there's a large St. Louis company that's uh, likely responsible for the carbs that you've been eating all day today. It's A.B. Mori. They make Fleischmann's yeast, and they also supply a lot of the baking products that uh, whether you're at a restaurant eating a loaf of bread or you're picking one up from the grocery store, they're responsible. They're the ones behind the scenes. And about four years ago, they moved their headquarters from Chesterfield to Cortex and are now expanding that headquarters in Cortex. Talked with VP of Marketing Rick Olchak. If you walk through the Cortex Innovation community, you can see there's other businesses that are coming here. There's new restaurants that have popped up. Um, and, and it's, you know, it's an exciting place to be. And we've been able to attract new talent. You know, we've, we've grown by more than 40% in terms of our employee base here at AB Meyer North America. He says they've had no problems with finding, uh, with recruiting employees to the St. Louis area. That's one of the reasons why there's been a trend of companies moving downtown in cities from Boston to Chicago, all over the place. Olshak says this move to Cortex really worked out for AB Mori. Yeah, the story about Cortex is really good, right? And, and a lot of people have, have followed our lead and, and we, we feel like we were, uh, among the first to really make this move down here, but it's really a great atmosphere. Part of that atmosphere is the big selling point. I think Travis calls it serendipitous collisions. That's when, uh, for instance, in the floor that A.B. Mori is, you've also got just across the hallway, you've got Boeing Ventures. And the CEO of A.B. Mori previously told us on the program about how these serendipitous collisions between folks who work for companies who have Nothing to do with each other. And they may be, you know, getting a cup of coffee, sharing some of their frustrations, what they're working on. And somebody else might have a suggestion that winds up working. And one of the parts of this expansion, speaking of research and development, it includes a yeast strain development center. And that's really for a lot of the non-baking side. You know, yeast, everybody knows, goes into baking, but it also goes into beer, wine, spirits, and cider. It goes into bioethanol fuel. It goes into uh, pet food uh, and even human nutrition. And their headquarters in Cortex also includes a baking hub, which I got the chance to tour when they first moved in. It's very elaborate. Had to go through even a big safety training course in order to get access to it, to be able to go in there because of the experimentation they have that's going on. And the new headquarters will also include a theater, which they may use for some of their taste testing. So that's what's going on with A.B. Mori, the big yeast company that is expanding in Cortex. 
Coming up on Nothing Impossible, we'll get a behind-the-scenes look at Express Scripts, a big event they have at Venture Cafe this coming week, previewing the future of healthcare. Also, there's a grocery store coming to the City Foundry development near Cortex. It's really impossible to miss if you're on 6440. We'll get an update on how City Foundry is coming along. And then there's a California startup that places air-conditioned dog houses outside of stores, coffee houses, restaurants, so you can take your pup with you on on your errands or if you want to go out and go for a hike but you got to run by the store first you don't have to worry about taking them inside the store or leaving them in the car we'll tell you about this new startup and where you can take advantage of their product here in st louis so that's all coming up up next we'll get into express scripts on nothing impossible on kmox Welcome back to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Welcome back. Michael Calhoun with you. And let's talk about an event that's coming up at Venture Cafe. It's Thursday, June 27th. We usually give you a preview of these next events that are held at Venture Cafe. And the next one is sponsored by Express Scripts. Joining us is January Relista, who's the Vice President for Technology Delivery and Transformation at Express Scripts. Thank you so much for calling in. Hi, thank you so much for having me. And these events are always really cool because they're a chance for St. Louisans to really find out what our big companies, our famous companies in St. Louis are doing, the kind of work that they're into, whether they're a consumer company that they interact with, like Express Scripts or Purina, or whether it's a more B2B kind of a company that might be a little more mysterious. And in terms of Express Scripts, we're going to be talking, obviously, about healthcare. Give a little bit of an introduction as to what's going to be talked about on Thursday. Yes. Well, first of all, I really appreciate all the work that the folks at Cortex have done to uh, rejuvenate St. Louis in terms of entrepreneurship and then the connections with large companies. And the second thing to answer your, your question is that upcoming Venture Cafe, we're going to focus a lot on healthcare and what we can do to help solve for some of the largest problems that we have. So we think healthcare in the U.S. is costly, it's complex, full of challenges. We also believe it's full of potential yet to be realized, and we are going to feature the upcoming Venture Cafe, um, a couple of conversations and also potential solutions to large problems. So the first would be what we call uh, pain in real life, addiction, prevention, and prescriptions. Uh, the United States is facing one of the worst drug crises in history. We lose more than 100 Americans to opioid overdose deaths each day. So we will have a speaker from our clinical research and solutions team to talk about the crisis today and some of the things that we're doing to help prevent it. And the second thing is on a more innovative front, similar to Shark Tank on TV, we have a, uh, a from 4.30 to 5.30 p.m. Central, we will have an X Factor type of event where we listen and vote in on the favorite pitch as uh, local entrepreneurs pitch to a panel of Express Scripts professionals. We'll also have the opportunity to to network with a variety of people across the community and within Express Scripts. We have an innovation zone. We'll actually have a digital caricaturist as well and the opportunity for people to sit for a photo um, on behalf of sitwithme.org, who is working to increase women's participation in technology. We'll also highlight a lot of our employee resource groups um, throughout the evening. And um, last, we'll talk about big companies going through big transformations. We recently gone through a transformation in our technology department, so we will have someone from our product organization talk through that. A lot of it is engaging people on real-life problems that resonate with many. 
Um, and it also uh, it makes healthcare more personal for people and interacting with professionals in terms of what we see out in the market and what we experience in our local communities. And when it comes to the opioid epidemic, I think that's something a lot of people can relate to. And Express Scripts has been uh, very active when it comes to battling that, whether it's working with the state to establish the prescription drug monitoring program under the last governor or whether it's, you know, some of the things we've heard about using AI and machine learning to analyze all the different uh, links in the healthcare chain to figure out, are opioids really the best prescription here? Are they the best route? I mean, maybe explain some of those different ways that Express Scripts has gotten involved in battling the opioid epidemic. Yes, absolutely. So we um, let me set the context that 93% of patients prescribed an opioid for the first time will start with seven days supply or less, meaning that, and this has been going on for a couple of years. So since September 2017, we implemented a protocol uh, to help keep the day supply of opioids from being distributed to too many patients. Um, the second thing is that we have an advanced opioid management program which was designed to align with the CDC or the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention Guideline for Preventing pres uh, Prescribing Opioids for Chronic Pain. And uh, some of the guidelines provide guidance to physicians regarding when to initiate and continue opioids for chronic pain, opioid selection, dosage duration, follow-up, and when you might discontinue a patient from that therapy. And last, it also assesses the risk and addressing harms of opioid use. So there are a variety of things that we've done within the state and within the country um, related to advanced opioid management. And on another uh, aspect of this next event, again, it's coming up next Thursday at Venture Cafe. You mentioned this, the X Factor event where leaders from Express Scripts will be listening to some pitches and providing some feedback and this reminds me of uh, just a couple of weeks ago, we did a show on the Healthcare Innovation Summit put on by Global STL in, in St. Louis, and it seems like there were some pitches that were going on there, too. This is, I think, what a lot of people can relate to because of the popularity of Shark Tank on TV. But talk about wh what it means for, uh, for a major corporation to be listening to startups and to be looking to these fledgling companies for innovations. Because in the past, it might have been uh, wholly relied on for the, uh, the R&D department in these companies to you know, come That's up right. with every idea. So wh what does yeah. it mean to hear these pitches from these small companies? Well, healthcare affects all of us um, in the United States. And in order to be a challenger or a difference maker, or even an opportunity seeker in terms of solving these problems, we want to work directly with partners, whether in the local community or with people who live this every day. Because uh, reinventing healthcare, whether it's through technology or through innovation, means solving for the problems that people feel every single day. And so it's essential for us to uh, connect with people. If we're going to create a roadmap for solutions that impact 100 million Americans, it means being able to reach out and understand what each of these Americans feel. Uh, and then we can uncover the opportunities to make healthcare work better. And talk about gene therapy. You'll have your uh, chief clinical officer on a panel discussion talking about that. It's a new frontier. Yes. Uh, so Dr. Stephen Miller, uh, Cygnus chief clinical officer, will talk about how gene therapies are coming to market in the United States. Um, it promises cures and breakthrough treatments for some of the most rare and complex and devastating ailments. Um, and they bring great hope to patients, but they are expensive. Uh, right now, with six to seven digit price tags, it is a big concern for patients, the caregivers, 
uh, insurance, insurers and policymakers, and anyone concerned with our nation's growing health care burden. Um, our system is set up for chronic treatments and costs spread over a lifetime. And it's uh, potentially a gene therapy is going to be a one-on-one type of solution. So Dr. Miller is going to talk about potential ways to manage um, that potential therapy. And it's going to be dialogue, again, with folks who want to ask questions about the cost, benefits, and balance um, when it comes to fair drug pricing and making sure the right people get the right therapy. And, and going back to the conversation about the St. Louis ecosystem, you mentioned how Venture Cafe has really helped to catalyze that in St. Louis. Uh, but, you know, just a few weeks ago, we covered Pfizer and the opening of their new facility in Chesterfield. And I believe some of the work that they do out there is in developing new gene therapies. And so what does it mean for Express Scripts to be part of this ecosystem in St. Louis where you've got organizations like Global STL bringing the fledgling startups in. You're there with uh, everyone from Centene to, you know, folks like Ascension, BJC Mercy. What does it mean to be in a city where there's a, a critical mass of these kinds of companies across the spectrum too, from the patient delivery of the care to the, the development of the cutting edge care to begin with? Well, I think you hit on the salient point. Healthcare generally tends to be a very fragmented industry. And what we love about connecting with the other large corporations or um, the providers like BJC and Mercy and other hospitals, what's great about that is that you create a network of, of companies and people who are trying to solve the same problem, which is to provide to manage the whole person, not just the patient, but the whole person. And um, being able to learn from each other very easily and also learn from innovative people who are not necessarily with large companies but have great ideas. I think that's what's going to, to help us advance a lot of the solutions for U.S. healthcare. And as you look for those solutions, can you explain a little bit for a large company what it's like to integrate not just technology, but the new workflows that go along with technology, the new approaches, kind of breaking open the box and getting folks to think about things differently. How, how do you do that when you work at a big, huge organization where, you know, things can be pretty ingrained, I would think? Yeah, that's right. And we, we have a session also coming up next Thursday called Big Company, Big Transformation to cover exactly what you just mentioned, which is how do large companies innovate? Stay nimble, stay agile. Um, we, in the past two to three years, have gone through a fairly significant technology transformation where we moved from what many technologists will know as waterfall to now agile. And uh, it, that the name suggests exactly that. The intent is that we take great ideas and rather than mapping them out as perfectly as we possibly can and take two to three years to come to market, we are now trying to break out these big ideas to help our patients and members and then break them down in, in smaller chunks so that we can get them out to market sooner. So to answer your question, in order to transform, it takes big buy-in from the top. It takes a lot of courage and passion from the people who are driving the transformation. And it takes people who are willing to unmoor themselves from what they know today and what they've always known to doing something different. And finally, how would you summarize the integration of Express Scripts and Cigna, the effect on St. Louis? We're getting into it now. How would you characterize how it's gone so far? Well, I, I think it's gone well. One, uh, what is um, obvious is that 
we have maintained our brand in terms of express scripts. And that's the reason why when we are engaging with our local community here in St. Louis, we still remain express scripts, though we are now part of the larger umbrella of Cigna. And um, part of it is that we're all trying to solve the biggest things in the healthcare industry. Um, I, I think what Cigna brings to the table is the view into the medical component, whereas Express Scripts has a view into the pharmacy component. And um, in addition to medical, there's a variety of different services that patients or per, uh, people tap into, like dental and vision. And now being able to weave that full story is, I think, helpful for U.S. Our deep insights, expertise, scale, it all helps empower us to disrupt generally underperformance in the pursuit of a more simple and more sustainable system and better health for all. Well, January, where can people go to get more information about the Thursday Venture Cafe event, which if they'd like more information on Express Scripts, that'd be a great place to show up and ask some questions and learn some things. Where can people get some more information? That's right. Um, well, we can go on the, for Express Scripts, uh, you can go on our website and you can feel free to Google where Express Scripts is. It's www.express-scripts.com. And for Venture Cafe, they also have their events listed out along with the details on their website as well. So it's something for folks who um, are simply Googling it or if you need the specific um, website address, it's VenCafSCL. January, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. Again, this is coming up Thursday, June 27th. January Realista, who's the Vice President for Technology Delivery and Transformation at Express Scripts. Welcome back to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Well, you may have seen, it's hard to miss, the development that's going on along 6440 as you move into the Midtown area just past Cortex. It's called City Foundry in the old factory building. If you're driving toward downtown, it'll be on your left. And Steve Smith of the Lawrence Group joins us right now on KMOX to share a big announcement about a new tenant who will be joining the development. Who's coming to Midtown, Steve? Well, we're very uh, excited to announce Fresh Time Farmer's Market is going to open a fresh market grocery store at City Foundry. It'll be located right at the corner of Forest Park Avenue in Spring, which is uh, a block from the St. Louis University campus and convenient to get to for people who live in the West End and uh, Midtown. And so uh, thrilled to make this announcement. Yeah, talk a little bit about the need for retail, especially in this part of the city and especially the need for grocery. What, what need this is going to fill? Well, there's a there's abundant uh, parking or residential uh, apartments and new houses being built in the Grove, Botanical Heights, uh, in the West End, in Midtown, and yet there really are not a lot of grocery options in Midtown. So we think this is going to fill a wonderful need, which both will support the existing housing being built, but it's also going to encourage additional housing development uh, in the Midtown area. And Steve, remind us of what else is going into City Foundry. It seems like it's it's been an attraction-oriented uh, development between Punchbowl Social and Alamo Draft House. But I'll let you describe what you think the feel of this will be and some of the tenants who've signed on already, besides Fresh Time now. Yeah, so Punchbowl and, and Alamo Draft House are both entertainment tenants of ours. But we really are... are uh, uh, I think tenants who are interested in innovative and healthy food. So we have a food hall. Uh, we have basically 17 of our 20 stalls are committed in our food hall, which is all local chefs with creative food ideas. 
Uh, we have a German beer garden called Fassler Hall that is signed up. Uh, we have fresh thyme in here. And so we're really uh, seeing a lot of food interest. And again, around healthy, unique, St. Louis-driven uh, food ideas and, and St. Louis chefs. So, um, so those are, and then we also have office tenants moving in as well. So we'll be uh, having people on site from early in the morning to late at night, every day of the week. In terms of retail, uh, what is what is the the outlook? I guess for that for the city of St. Louis, we don't really have a lot of retail options uh, in the city. A lot of people have to drive to the county, and so as somebody who's in the thick of it, who's trying to lure those kinds of tenants, who's in the industry, uh, how do you how do you describe why uh, we don't have a lot of retail in the city, and what the challenge is on attracting the, those kinds of tenants uh, into the urban core of St. Louis? Yeah, so really over. Over the last 50 years, we've had a migration of the population west. Uh, the suburbs got built and the retail followed. And, and that really didn't start to change until probably the last 15 years ago. And so Midtown St. Louis, or people don't realize this, we've had a 22% population growth in the central quarter of the city of St. Louis in the last 15 years. And a lot of stuff is uh, under construction right now in terms of housing. So the housing has to come first, and then the retail will follow that. We're certainly seeing that with fresh time announcement today. And I can tell you that we, we are talking to traditional, what I'll call soft good, hard good retailers on a weekly basis, now that we're well under construction, that are very, very interested in coming uh, back into the city, back into the central corridor, and uh, basically following the population. And it seems like those kinds of tenants, the retail ones, like to wait until you're on the cusp, and they like to—they don't like to be necessarily the, the first announcement for a project. Just judging by some of the ones that have come in the past, you're, you're uh, exactly right, Michael. So uh, the entertainment came first, the food has come second. The, you know, we've, we've basically filled all of our office space at City Foundry in our Phase One, and so uh, now we're really focusing on the retail, the soft good and hard good retail. And you're right, those typically come last. They want to know the projects that are number one happen. They want to know who else is going to be there. They want to know that there's traffic drivers there, which we have with all of our destination tenants. And so, uh, like I said, we're, we're talking to uh, national, really kind of interesting retailers as we speak on a weekly basis. You mentioned the office towers, and I think if people drive by uh, the street, you know, Vanda Venter in between Ikea and City Foundry, they'll see the big clearing that's been made, which right now is used to stage construction equipment, but that's where the office towers are going to go. Who are the tenants who are already signed for that? And it seems like there, there was a lot of interest for this. There's a lot of interest in the region for moving back into the core for office tenants. Yeah, so we have Orion Genomics, which is a research company that's currently in Cortex. They're moving over. Great Rivers Greenway has announced they're moving. Uh, they want to be on the Shoto Greenway, which is going to come through our, through our project site. Uh, we have Gateway Blend, which is a, a technology company uh, that has signed. They're, they're going to be moving uh, basically uh, from Clayton into uh, the Cortex area, into City Foundry uh, in April of next year. And then we have two other tenants that we have letters of intent signed, and we're very, very close to announcing them as well. And that will fill out our Phase 1 office uh, will be complete. And so um, those future towers that you referred to, uh, two of them we already have in design right now because th we believe the demand is there. Companies want to be able to attract young, uh, highly educated uh, people that are coming out of the universities. And those people want to be in dynamic areas like City Foundry and Cortex and Midtown. And, and so uh, that's why we're seeing this office demand growing. You saw Earlier this week, uh, I think Wexford announced a 300,000-square-foot building, which is literally two blocks from us. So the demand is there. We're going to continue to grow, and uh, City Foundry is going to have a wonderful um, amenity package for all these uh, future workers that are migrating to the area. 
and it's really becoming real with that glass going up, and it's a beautiful sight if you drive along 6440 again, headed, uh, if you're headed down toward downtown, headed east, you'll see it on the left. Uh, my dad, who lives in West County, was like, hey, what's going on with that old factory along Highway 40? So people are, are taking notice, Steve. Uh, talk a little bit, I guess, about, about the enormous undertaking here, a lot of the remediation that had to be done, so much construction work that's still underway. Where are you in terms of the process, and, and what is the timeline? Well, this project started in May of 2015. That's when it was conceived, and it took us almost two years to get the acquisition done and the remediation work done. So it was a contaminated site, and so we were able to get the project completely cleaned up, and we have certification that it's an environmentally clean site now. And then we started construction last September, um, and uh, so we're maybe a third of the way done with construction right now. So when, as you point out, when you drive by, you see the uh, glass going in the we call the clear stories along the highway. Uh, we're actually building the parking lots right now so that our construction crews have a place to, to park. Um, and probably in about two or three months, we'll start the first phases of our tenant build-outs. Uh, so Punchbowl Social and some of our office tenants uh, will start their construction. And then um, also in the next two months, you're going to see the beginning of the Alamo Draft House Theater construction will start. So lots of things happening on site. We're building a uh, almost a 500-car uh, parking garage that you can see as well. So uh, it's exciting for me. I drive in 64 every morning on my way to work, and there's about 100 to 125 cars and construction workers uh, on the site every day. Uh, we're creating those jobs and uh, creating economic development for the city of St. Louis. You've really preserved the feel of what was there, the factory building, and you, you've gone through to do the revitalization of it, as opposed to a, a previous plan, which called for a complete leveling of the site and some uh, conventional strip mall big boxes to be built there. But I even saw, I believe, uh, you know, some of the walls that had collapsed. You used original bricks to rebuild them. I mean, uh, talk about the authenticity, I guess, of this project and of the experience that you want to provide, as opposed to you know, bulldozing it and putting some big boxes in. Yeah, so I think we have a very strong belief that what we need to be doing here in St. Louis is creating unique places. And so the foundry, which was built in the 1920s, uh, so it's almost 100, it'll be 100 years old next year, that that is something that just is unique in this country. And I think when we open up here in a little more than a year and people come into the building, they're going to see how unique and wonderful it is, as opposed to tearing it down and building something like everywhere else USA, where you know, so St. Louis has such a heritage, uh, both of traditional historic architecture, but also properties like the one at City Foundry, and those are the ones that really start to differentiate St. Louis from other cities. Uh, I, I, I sometimes think people don't appreciate how unique and special uh, our heritage is in terms of our uh, built environment within the city of St. Louis. So we we need to be preserving these. Because I visit with a lot of uh, retailers, uh, CEOs from uh, other parts of the country who come that are looking at City Foundry, and to a person, they are struck with the uniqueness, the historic buildings, the density of the historic buildings, uh, compared to places where they've come from, like Cincinnati or, or Nashville or Indianapolis or Kansas City. None of those have what we have here in St. Louis. So we want to rebuild those and make that special and make that unique for St. Louis. And that's what we're doing. What is the latest with the trestle, the, the elevated trail that'll be a part of the Shoto Greenway? Well, that is going to be something super special that I know a lot of your listeners probably don't even have a sense for yet. But uh, Great Rivers Greenway uh, is the, uh, the sponsor of creating what it will be called or is called the Shoto Greenway. 
And that is going to be a trail that will connect the Gateway Arch grounds to Forest Park, east to west. And then it'll have other trails that will go north and south. So we'll connect the Tower Grove Park to the south and to Fairground Park to the north and to many of the other assets around the region, like our future soccer stadium, uh, into Grand Center, into the Grove, into uh, um, the BJC complex and Cortex into St. Louis U. So the Soto Greenway uh, will run on that elevated rail trestle, which you can see from Interstate 64 uh, when you're driving eastbound. And that's going to be part of our uh, St. Louis High Line, uh, a smaller version of the New York High Line. And I think that's going to be a tremendous asset for this region. We're excited about it as being part of City Foundry as well. Oh, the High Line is such a cool experience. Can't wait to have something like that in St. Louis. Talking with Steve Smith of the Lawrence Group about Fresh Time, a grocery store coming to the Midtown area. And for this, it's now called Prospect Yards, this district, by the way. And so uh, just finally to wrap up uh, with this news of this grocery store coming, what, what is the greater significance significance of this? People might say, okay, so it's a grocery store that's opening. But as a sign of a turning point for the area, how do you, how do you put it into, into context, I guess? Yeah. So it's interesting. This is a national company. They're based out of Chicago. They do have six other locations in St. Louis, but you know they're 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 a national company, and they look for where the population is growing, and they look at where their customer is is uh, planning to locate. And so for me, this suggests that the things that are happening in Midtown St. Louis, uh, and in uh, the Central West End and the near North near South sides, suggests that there's growth there. That national grocers are saying we need to move there. We need to locate there. So I think it's a reflection of the success we're having. All right, Steve Smith of the Lawrence Group will keep watch and can't wait for the next development from City Foundry. Where can people go to get more information? Or I know you've got an active Instagram feed. People love to see behind-the-scenes photos. Where can people go to get more info? Yeah, so go to CityFoundrySTL.com, and we do have a link to watch the construction, so you can actually go on and see real-time the construction happening because we have several cameras on the site. Um, and then we make announcements on CityFoundrySTL.com. And so that's our website. And then obviously we have an Instagram page as well. And we do keep those things updated regularly. And so uh, just follow us there. All right, Steve Smith of the Lawrence Group, thank you so much for giving us the update on City Foundry. Thank you, Michael. Welcome back to Nothing Impossible on St. Louis's News Radio, KMOX. Well, usually you probably don't want to get caught in the doghouse, but this might be an exception. Let's bring into the conversation Chelsea Brownridge, who's the CEO and co-founder of a startup called Dog Spot, and they're putting their product in the St. Louis area right now. Chelsea joins us, and what is Dog Spot? Yeah, Dog Spot is a high-tech dog house that sits directly in front of places like coffee shops, in the case of the boulevard, where dogs can't go inside because of federal health code regulations. So our high-tech dog house is air-conditioned, webcam-controlled, and um, we monitor every session so that your dog has a safe place to hang out instead of being tied up or left in the car. Where did the idea for this uh, come from? Did you or somebody else have a, an experience where you were driving around with your dog, you had some maybe traveling, you had some errands to run, and were wondering, geez, what do I what do? I do? What led to this idea? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, uh, the idea was mine. I have two dogs. I live in Brooklyn, New York, and as I walk around the city with them, started to realize just how many places don't allow dogs inside. You know, everything, obvious ones like restaurants and grocery stores, but also coffee shops and ice cream shops because of health code regulations, dogs can't go inside. And so what it meant was 
I either could do less in my day or involve my dogs less in my day. And so I wanted to figure out a way for them to be able to be out of the house more and walking around the city and enjoying time together while also not compromising their security. Um, Because for me, I would never tie my dog up outside and and being in a walkable place like New York, obviously don't leave them in the car either because we're walking everywhere. Yeah, it, on the one hand, uh, people are so much more involved in getting their dogs involved in their daily lives uh, and experiences. You know, going out with your dog is much more common now. But on the other hand, you know, what do you do when you've got to run an errand and you have to run inside of uh, some sort of a store or pick up some sort of food? Uh, you know, uh, do you leave them in the car but try to figure out how do I keep the air conditioning going? Or, you know, that, that kind of dilemma, this, uh, this seems like it's a solution for that. Yeah, it comes up every day with more dogs than children living in our cities and about 87% of them going on some kind of errands or shopping trips every week. It's an everyday problem that dog owners are running into is I want to bring my dog. I also want to pick up this thing from a place where they can't go. And so we're trying to, to pop up in more of these places so that if you are together, you don't have to think about how do I leave them in the car? How do I tie them up? You really know that there is this safe, monitored, clean space for them to hang out for just a few minutes while you run in. So what are the details on Dog Spot? How big is it? Uh, because I could imagine when you've got this enclosed a box sitting outside of a building, you're wondering, all right, if I put my dog in here, you know, how big is it? Well, how, yeah. What's the climate control in there? You know, is there a, some sort of way to monitor it to see, you know, if something happens to them inside of there? What are the details on this and what are the safeguards that are put in place? Yeah. That's a great question. As dog parents and a dog mom myself, these are all the things that when we were designing the product, we wanted to make sure that this was truly a a safe, monitored, clean place for your dog that you'd feel really good about. And so actually we've been called doggy hotels, sidewalk suites, um, because they really are quite fancy. Um, So the house itself is also very large. So it's about uh, four and a half feet tall, four feet wide, and a little more than two and a half feet deep. Um, So it's made for a dog even up to about 120 pounds, the size of like a larger German Shepherd. Um, So your dog will have lots of space in there. They're air conditioned and heated, depending on the time of year. Of course, this time of year, air conditioned. There's a webcam or what we call a puppy cam inside so you can watch your dog the whole time and the way that you access it is that by downloading the dog spot app takes about 60 seconds to sign up signing up is free and when you are um, in session when your dog is inside you're able to monitor the temperature and watch them the whole time on the puppy cam so that you know that they're resting comfortably and you can keep an eye on them what is the cost is it per hour or some sort of flat fee um, you know, is, is there even water and stuff like that inside of there? What are the details on on taking advantage of it once you find a location that has one? Yeah, so the best way to find our locations is by downloading the Dog Spot app. You can see where we're located in St. Louis. Uh, while we do have a house in the Purina Retail Innovation Center, that one's not accessible by the public. The only public one we have is at the Boulevard Shopping Area. It's specifically in front of Deer Creek Cafe, which is a popular cafe there in the shopping area. And the best way to access the house, because they are locked, of course, so to be able to unlock it and use it, you download the app. It's free to sign up. And then for um, new users, we're giving them the code PUP. 30, that's P-U-P-30, and they get their first 30 minutes free. And then afterwards, it's just 30 cents a minute if you ever decide to continue using it. And so 30 cents a minute, we find that our average trip is just around 10 to 15 minutes. People run quick trips, so it's just a few bucks if you want to use it and, and have that peace of mind.
You mentioned Purina. We've done stories on, uh, we do a lot of uh, coverage of, uh, you know, startups and technology and stuff here. But when it comes to Purina, their Pet Care Innovation Prize and their Retail Innovation Center, they've really been at the forefront of fostering these ideas that may come out of small startups and, and helping them reach a wider audience, it seems like. Yeah, they're amazing. They've been really amazing partners to us. Like I said, we're right there in their retail innovation center. We're part of their um, pet care network. Um, so Purina has been amazing in us getting off the ground and being really helpful to connecting us with resources and other people who care about this, right? Pet is growing. People love their pets. They're members of the family. And so I think Purina is really smart um, to really to really be on the cutting edge of some of these things. And, and we're also really excited to be there too. We're, we're the first in the world to offer this and, um, and growing really quickly. And we've got some really great partners like at the Boulevard and then also partners like Kroger, Stop and Shop, Wegmans, um, some really major grocery stores. In the Midwest, we'll also be launching with Meyer and Spartan Nash, which are both Midwest grocery store chains as well. I was going to ask how you come up with or, or make the deals for the locations, I suppose. Is it by city? Does you know, the city of Richmond Heights come to you and say, we'd like to deploy this? Or is it you know, the developer or the, the specific retailer? Who really spearheaded this for St. Louis? And, and what would you like to see, I guess, uh, for the market? Maybe a deal with uh, the grocery store like Schnucks here for, for outside of their locations? Or what's the goal, I suppose? Yeah, we would love to partner with any local grocery stores. We find by far that grocery stores are our number one requested and highest performing locations. Um, so Chinooks would be amazing. Um, we the most the way we usually enter into a new market is. is any one of those three things that you name. Sometimes they've been city-led initiatives. For example, the city of Cuyahoga Falls, which is outside of Akron, Ohio, is the very first city in the country to, to we're actually dealing with the city directly, and they're the ones who are paying to put DogSpot into their walkable downtown area. In other cases, it's directly with the retailer, like a Kroger or a Stop and Shop. And then in a third case, it can be the developer. So like, like we have there at the Boulevard, they actually own the property, and they want to have this amenity there for their shoppers and for their tenants so that people will shop longer and their tenants can get the benefit of that. So it can be any one of those three, and we've seen success and interest coming from all three angles. You know, I think when a lot of people think of smart city technology, the first thing that comes to mind is, all right, we'll put something on a traffic pole to measure, uh, you know, counts of cars or pedestrians <laughs> or something like that. But this is this is a real different example of smart city technology right there on the sidewalk that uh, gives an integration into people's daily lives and routines, it seems like. That's right. And that's why I think a lot of cities are really embracing this. They want to have the latest, greatest technologies. Kansas City is another great example of this. Their chief innovation officer of the city itself and the mayor's office is the one who brought us to Kansas City. Um, and so that's really exciting to see that cities are embracing it. And the reason they care about that is because dogs are responsible for more social connection in our day-to-day -day lives and in our communities than church and children. They play a really important role to keeping citizens active happy, less stressed, and a really important role in just neighbors meeting one another. And if you think about one of the few things that might get you to stop, you know, walking around in your neighborhood is when you're at that evening walk with your dog and you meet the other neighbors, the other people that are walking their dogs too. And so they play a really important role for community. They also, um, from a city's care about the economic development angle. So people are shopping more, they're out walking around and we can make that easier for them to do that and to stop into a small business and, and, and patron that place. Um, then that also helps the small businesses on main street that are, that are trying to get more foot traffic. So cities really embrace it for more 
multiple angles and we're excited to be playing that flat role as well. Of course, for us, this all comes from a starting place of the dogs, um, but we've been able to see how this ripples out into other areas that are beneficial too. Well, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate giving me the opportunity. And thanks for joining us this week on the program. Find the podcast and we'll talk to you next week. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.